the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. We're going to do a little loving on our neighbors today. Welcome to the show. Happy that you're with us here today. Hot and muggy seems to be the, uh, the password here. Was it hot and muggy outside when you came in? I mean, it's muggy for sure. It isn't muggy. But I love it. Yeah. I love it. You know why? Because it has hot in front of it. This is the last day of July. July 31. I'm in a little bit of a depression over that, John. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Because I think I've shared this with you in the past. I'm not interested in any of the other seasons. No. Summer alone, please. Yeah, on I July don't care. 31st. I, don't, I, I really don't care about Because then once August happens, you know what happens? Then all these kids start going back to school. I don't like that. All that whole thing. I don't like that. Summer changes. I don't like that. Even though the weather's nice for a while. then all the, but Plus, you know, I, I haven't eaten, out, eaten outside enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could eat outside every day, and I still would feel like I had not eaten outside enough. Don't you eat outside most nights? Yes. Yeah, me but well. it's but I still I get to the end of the season, and I think I haven't enjoyed it enough. Right. I need to get I need to get into it. Wouldn't right it be nice to like a little fireplace on your porch? I've thought of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have thought. Of, I've also thought during really hot days, I wish I had fans. Circulating out there. fans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the two of us can dream. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Hey, um, I was looking at uh, Relevant Magazine. That's one of our sources. We love this magazine. It's uh, always got interesting things. So they look at the world from a Christian perspective. They uh, did a Twitter poll a, a few uh, weeks ago. And if you grew up in the evangelical church, of course, it's likely you've heard some pretty weird phrases as a kid, right? And when we talk in this. What, like church phrases? Yeah. Okay. I mean, um,. You know, things like Jesus living in your heart or pouring oh, into someone. I'm pouring into you, right? Oh, I hate that. I yeah. hate that one. I'm, you do? I'm, Why? I'm pouring into someone? Well, uh, that's super cheese. No, I mean, you know, so you kind of, when you hear these things, you kind of think, what does this mean? What does this mean? So I've got eight phrases, eight common church phrases that confused us as kids oh. or even now. Okay. Okay. Right. So people weighed in on Twitter about these? Yeah. Okay. Here were the eight phrases that were the most, um, what? The most confusing, I guess. Okay. Have you found Jesus? Oh. Because people go, I don't know, Jesus was lost. If you're a kid, you think, wait, where'd Jesus go? Where did Jesus go? Yeah, that's that's lame. Have you found Jesus? We set our hearts on fire for you, Jesus. What the heck? I mean, that sounds just painful. As it a sounds, kid? It sounds weird. You are now covered by the blood of the lamb. Yeah, that is something that should be explained for sure. Covered, I, I have often, I have often thought, you know, for people that have never been inside a church or read the Bible, they think that's revolting. Mm-hmm. It's like Carrie, right? You are now covered by the blood of the lamb. Uh, I like this, and you know, people say this all the time. I'm going to ask Jesus into my heart. Nope, I don't like it. Why? No, you don't like okay, it. Okay, so there's a God who has created mm-hmm. the universe. Mm-hmm. A God I'm not getting into theology. Ima- no, I am. I'm not getting into theology. I'm, like, like the, I'm just telling the you what vast, these- the vastness of space and the unbelievable smallness of of DNA and uh, 
you're I'm gonna ask Jesus into my you're heart. bold like I'm gonna ask that mm-hmm. one it like that's just that's when horrible I was, theology when I was little and I heard that phrase yeah. I was probably like four or five yeah I thought well I feel bad for Jesus if he's going to live in my heart. There's no refrigerator in there. Mm, There's no no refrigerator. He's going to be unhappy. How's he going to live? Yeah. In this article I'm reading, someone says, I'm eating, um, I'm sitting having breakfast with my son, and he says, if Jesus lives in my heart and I'm eating Cheerios, are they hitting him in the head right now? (laughs) I mean, that's what a four-year-old thinks, right? Yeah. I'm going to love on my neighbor. Love on your neighbor. That sounds illegal. No. It does. When you love on someone. I'm just loving on you. Look no. at Mike's life. When you're loving on somebody, no, you don't. You don't ever you never I've use never, that phrase. Never in my life have I ever said that. I'm going to go love on that guy. I'm loving on that guy. What? <laughs> Terrible. I'm like, you know, Terrible. you don't. You never love on anybody. <laughs> I, I don't mind that phrase. No. What's That's wrong weird. with you two? Mm-mm. It's weird. Here's my favorite. I'm going to ask for a hedge of protection around you. Oh right, right, right. right. Give it a fort. Good. I yeah. just don't want a hedge of protection. Because, right. you know, I mean, the thing is, though, hedges don't really protect a whole lot. You can right. walk right through a hedge. Right. A, he- a hedge isn't, isn't particularly high. No. But it's a hedge of protection. <laughs> right. Right. I'm going to pray for traveling mercies. Oh. I-, I have no problem with this. Okay. How can you have a problem with praying for traveling mercies? Right? Well, I-, I don't think it's it's... You're, tra- you're asking for some safety, right? Yeah. Traveling it's, mercies. It's just, that that the, that it's just the tra- fact that it's labeled traveling mercies that sounds weird. Why? As your as your road reaches before you, that there is mercy and grace. Well, that just means that you're going to make it out. to Harrisburg safely. Fine. I'll be that's happy all, to go I mean, That's all that means. It's not, like it, it's not like somebody's talking about your life journey. Most people are saying, pray for traveling mercies. They're like, I hope I get to Irwin okay. That's fine. Well, I get there safely. <laughs> okay. Take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Okay. Or right. my yoke is easy. Now that, my burden is okay, light. Okay. So again, a lot of these would be solved by you know good preaching or good studying because those are scriptural. Those are things that Jesus said. Well, these are just things that kids, you know, when you, right, right, when right, 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 right. But but that's a really good question because that doesn't make any sense at all to a kid, and it doesn't make sense to a lot of adults. Right. So that's so one maybe of, they should do this in Sunday school. I think it's a great idea. Up, my yoke upon you, like I'm going to have. Great eggs. Right. right. When we were a kid, we'd call them dip eggs because you would dip your toast into the yolk. Dippy eggs. Dippy yeah. Eggs. I love a dippy egg. Right. So my yolk upon you. You kidding me? Let's get that yolk off me, man. But, it's on okay, my shirt. But, okay, but transfer that to adults. Obviously, adults don't think that, you know, it's an egg yolk situation. No. But when Jesus says, my yolk is my, easy and my burden is light. They go, what? That is a really, to me still, that is a very hard concept. Yes, yeah. it is. I, I I don't think it's easy to understand. We should do a, we should do a segment on my yoke. Am, am I reading too deeply into these? No, I'm just no, saying. No, no, I think no, that's no. a problem that we don't that we we say things that we don't we don't mean or understand. Right. But you're looking. But at we these just spout them adult. off. We just spout them off. Isn't it? No, no. It's the cross piece that helps the animal herd the my yoke. Yeah, the yoke. Yeah. Stay in your lane. Listen, don't bring your agricultural background it's, into this, Mike. It's a device for joining together a pair of draft animals, yes. especially oxen, usually consisting of a cross piece with two bow-shaped pieces, mm-hmm. each no, enclosing the head of the animal. Right. There's no dip egg in there. No, <laughs> no, no great egg. egg. Okay, dip but see, egg. Just, that sounds okay, really good right but now. But if, if someone would explain that to a kid, it would probably make a difference. But if you oh, could yeah. explain it to an adult who doesn't get it either. Right. That's why I'm you asking for a, 
I'm asking for a hedge of protection around my yoke because mm-hmm. I don't want to get mm-hmm. it messed up. If the Lord shall tarry, okay. whoever Terry is. I'm covered, yeah, right. Terry. Whoever Terry is. Because I'm going to love Where my neighbor. Terry? I'm loving on my neighbor right now. Do not ever love on your neighbor. I'm loving on no, you two. You Wait, again. right now on the John and Kathy show, I'm living. I'm, I'm loving on Kathy and New Mike. No, you're I'm not. I'm loving on you. Nope, we don't want that. I'm loving on you guys. We don't want it. I want to love. I'm rejecting you can't it. reject the love. I am rejecting I'm it. Loving I'm loving on just, you. I'm rejecting the nomenclature. Now, if you if you make me some eggs, yeah. maybe I'll love you. Okay. Great A. Here's the deal, though. We, we have to take a break now. I made dip eggs last night for <laughs> dinner. Them. Really? So my traveling mercies are upon you both as we exit right now. Who's coming up next? Oh, Terry? Michelle Van Loon. Michelle Van Loon. Uh, We're going to talk show. about how restlessness leads us to God. How restless. Yeah, this whole segment yeah, was kind I of feel restless, restless wasn't now. WORD. Sometimes it seems like there are too many speed bumps and potholes on the road of life for us to make it across safely. But there's a comfort for the believer. Even when you stumble and fall, Jesus never does. He's there beside you to pick you up and brush you off. Dr. J. Vernon McGee and the Bible Bus are going through the epistle to the Galatians this week on Through the Bible. So if you're traveling a rough road, hop on the Bible Bus and join us. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Because of either being a veteran, being married to a veteran, or being a child of a veteran, so long as the veteran meets the specific criteria, the benefit is tax-free money that they would receive each month. Accredited VA attorney, Michelle Conti. If a veteran served during a certain period of war or at least one day of active duty, they were honorably discharged and served during certain periods. If their out-of-pocket medical expenses are greater than their income, they may qualify for this aid and attendance pension benefit. This benefit is available in circumstances where your medical bills exceed your income and they will give you, based on who you are, up to $2,500 roughly tax-free money each month month to go toward this medical bill. If we do one little tweak, if we change one little thing over here, this benefit may become available for you. Find out if you qualify at ContiLawPGH.com. Graduation is an exciting time in life, but it can also leave you feeling a little uncertain about what's next. If only your high school diploma came with a career game plan. The good news is Express Employment Professionals is here to help. If you're looking for immediate work, sign up for the Express Jobs app and you'll be able to apply for a variety of quality jobs quickly and easily. If you want to continue learning and building skills, you can access 18 free CTC courses through their Express Learn program. Learn more today at ExpressPros.com or call 412-494-2000. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville for the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone. Now with free shipping. Like today, get away twice as long for half the price. At Laurelville Christian Retreat Center, enjoy a two-night stay in their single-family cabin in a safe and scenic woodland environment. Just 45 minutes from Pittsburgh, a $250 value. Yours for just $125. Log on now to wordfm.com. Keyword shopping.
Welcome back. Michelle Van Loon is with us. She's an author, been with us several times. Her brand new work is called Born to Wander, Recovering the Value of Our Pilgrim Identity. But she wrote a companion piece at Christianity Today, Pilgrim's Progress, How Restlessness Leads Us to Jesus. Now, I'll raise my hand. I'm often a restless person. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably, you know, the, the, um, the age we live in. A man has always obviously been restless, but especially today. Michelle, uh, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm great. It's good to be with you guys again. Yeah, good to and- hear from you, Michelle. This is a this is a great piece, and I was shocked when I read at the beginning that you've had 16 addresses. You've been employed at 10 full time jobs. You've had eight part time jobs, a bushel basket full of freelance gigs. You say you've belonged to 20 churches. <laughs> okay, okay. Tell me about that. Like, are you from a military family, or do you just like to I- walk around a lot? <laughs> it would. It would be easier to explain if I had come from a military family or married someone in the military, but no, this is just my life, and I don't think I'm the only one. I think if we polled your your audience, the people driving, keep your hands on the wheel, but if you could raise your hands, I, I bet a lot of you have many moves in your story and in your experience. Yes, but we do like to call home our home and find comfort at home, despite our wanderings. Everybody wants that. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And that that restlessness is it's more than situational. I think most of us kind of just chalk it up to, well, I had to move for work or economics caused me to have to relocate, but... Um, that wandering that's in us, whether we've lived in the same place our whole lives or whether we have moved every year or six months or two years, um, is something that goes deeper in us. It goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. So so the first quote I can think of is, uh, our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. Yes. Yes. It is true. A lot of us experience wandering in a lot of different ways. For some of us, it may be our family, divorce or death or dysfunction drive us apart. Some of us experience wandering in our culture, if we're a minority group, if we feel like we're on the outside looking in at injustice or unholy discrimination that can leave us feeling like we're wanderers and outsiders. Some of us find that the church, which is supposed to be a sanctuary and a haven, sometimes causes us through through splits or through confusion or abusive leadership to push us out in into the company of the wanderers as well. And the world has more than 60 million refugees in it right now, so wandering is is much bigger than even my own experience or your experience. Right. So, Michelle, talk about that, because, you know, you talk about wanderer, you say exile, you talk about pilgrim. Each one of those three things, wanderer, exile, pilgrim, they all mean different things, but there is a restlessness to all three of those. Absolutely. Absolutely, and sometimes it helps to define the terms, um, especially because so much now in the church we're hearing that we're a minority in this country, that we're exiles um, culturally, 
And the truth is that exile is somebody that has been sent or banished from their homeland, someone that's been forced out. A pilgrim, is, on the other hand, is someone who is journeying towards a destination. There's a purpose and a focus even if the way there isn't always clear or neatly mapped. And a wanderer, it's, it's kind of the picture of somebody who jumps in a car to go on a, an adventure or have a great road trip. And so maybe it doesn't feel like there's a purpose, but my point in writing was to help people recognize that exile or wandering is never God's destination for us. He, in every instance in scripture, he takes people in exile and wants to turn them into pilgrims that have a clear idea of who they're, who they are and where they're going and who they're going with. So wandering in then is not necessarily what you're saying, a natural state. For the Jews to wander 40 years in the desert, uh, eventually God delivered them from that wandering. Absolutely. And it was not the first generation of people who ended up in the desert who did not really know how to take the lessons of the desert and let them be transformed from their earlier kind of existence or identity as exiles when they were in Egypt, as slaves, as outsiders, um, the, the whole point of God delivering them was for them to be able to, to see who they were and whose they were. Um, they didn't quite get it, and so it required a, a remedial course in the school of the desert that took a generation for them. Their children clearly understood what it was to be pilgrims and not exiles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's an important distinction to make. So as we wander, is it important for us to determine whether we're wanderers or pilgrims, or is that something that God is trying to show us that we have to accept? I I believe that God is speaking that to us mm-hmm. all, all the time. Um, our natural bent, um, since we all got expelled from Eden, so to speak, um, has been to wander, has been to um, recognize ourselves in exile. Again and again in Scripture, we see that story told and retold in Babylon, at Babel, on and on. And the, the whole point of those stories was always to turn and to return. One of my favorite psalms, um, it's, it's a downer of a psalm. It's very sad, but it it kind of shows the hinge point of the psalmist transforming from wanderer to pilgrim, which is Psalm 137 that begins, by the rivers of Babylon, we sat down and there was this deep mourning that took place. And that mourning was, the, was kind of the, the point at which they were able to turn their eyes towards home and be prepared to go back to Israel after being in exile for so mm-hmm. for 70 years, yes. 70 plus years. Mm-hmm. So 
So recognizing our pilgrimage, what does that mean for us, Michelle? You, you detail that there are different kinds of pilgrimage, but recognizing that we're actually going somewhere, that even if it feels like we are aimless, that we actually have a direction, um, how does that change what wandering, what, what wandering seems like to us or how we experience it? it it's so hopeful and so promising. It sounds like kind of a, a huge buzzkill to think, oh, you know, maybe we don't quite know where we're going. Yes. Um, a lot of times, I, I think, I've heard a lot of well-meaning Christian speakers encouraging their audiences to discover your destiny, pursue your dreams, claim your promises. There's all this kind of um, triumphal cheerleading that makes it sound like there's a shortcut through that. And God isn't so much about giving us that shortcut or letting us in on some secret path that's going to exempt us from learning to journey with him step by step, Mm -hmm. day by day, following him. But a lot of a lot of the language that we use that kind of gets tied to shortcuts is somehow promised that it's going to be easier. The way of Jesus is going to be simpler if we just follow a few simple steps. Is really kind of the the idea of just worldly success that gets baptized in Bible sounding language, mm-hmm. and it doesn't help us really understand our true identity, that we are followers of Jesus. And he did not give his followers, in any case, a clear map or seven simple steps to success. Right. And that's where faith comes in, doesn't it? Because as we, right, we wander, we want to... We want to follow Jesus, but instead our faith is weak, so instead we end up wandering from willy-nilly place to place. It's the it's the wise person, the rare person, I believe, who finally surrenders in faith mm-hmm. and say, Lord, your will, not my will, and truly does that every day to you know, re-surrender again and again and again to come under the wing of Jesus. Absolutely. In the book of Matthew, Jesus tells a religious leader who wants to become his disciple, foxes have dens, birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. That was that was his big selling point to this guy, you know, is that your life is actually about to get a little more confusing, and it may not be so neat and tidy. Just as Jesus called this man to unsettle himself and uproot himself and embrace a life of pilgrimage, he calls us to the same journey. Those of us who are overly comfortable actually have little incentive to follow him. Conversely, those of us who've wrapped ourselves so firmly in the identity in the identity of an exile from the world that we've learned to kind of bunker down or avoid, you know, engagement with the world and avoid walking through this messy world, um, we're not really ever going to understand what it is to live as pilgrims either. That that kind of bunkering down is just another way to preserve ourselves and take care of ourselves. That's really good. Born to wander. 
Michelle Van Loon. Michelle, this is a great book, uh, Recovering the Value of Our Pilgrimage Identity. Thanks an awful lot for being with us. We always appreciate it. I'm so glad to be with you guys. Drive safe, everyone. It's the ride home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. Are you drowning in IRS tax debt? I owe the IRS $37,000. Get ready for a toll-free hotline. Take advantage of new IRS tax forgiveness programs that may protect you from IRS collection agencies. They have the power to garnish your wages, put liens on your property, and levy your bank account. Civic Tax Relief can help protect you from the IRS. Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't owe the IRS anything. Find out about the Fresh Start program that is now available through Civic Tax Relief. Civic Tax Relief's special tax hotline can help you discover all the relief programs available for free. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. Just call 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779. Don't wait. Call now. 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779. Great experiences are meant to be shared. How about the experience of a great night's sleep? This is John Hall, and I've been sharing with you about my pillow for a long time. It's truly the most comfortable pillow I've ever owned. It's machine washable, dryable, never loses its shape, and it gives me the support I need no matter what position I'm in. And it comes with Mike Lindell's famous 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Once you experience my pillow, I'm sure that you'll love it too. And you're going to want to share that great experience with somebody else, which is great because right now you can get two my pillows for the price of one with Mike's buy one, get one free deal. Just call 1-800-961-9207. Mention the promo code word to start enjoying the best sleep of your life or type it in when you visit mypillow.com. This offer ends August 1st, so don't delay. That's 1-800-961-9207 or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. If you're going to park your car in Pittsburgh, use the Go Mobile PGH app powered by Park Mobile. Pay for parking on your mobile device in nearly 10,000 spaces around town. Even extend your parking time right from your phone. Download the free Go Mobile PGH app and discover a smarter way to park. The Family Fun Expo and Back to School Celebration Saturday, August 18th presents one last time to have fun as a family before the Christmas. Craziness of school kicks in. From 11 to 4 p.m., bring your family to Prince Cape Arena, formerly South Point Isoplex, and enjoy tons of kids' activities, games, and prizes throughout the day, plus food, entertainment, exhibitors, and more. Visit wordfm.com for more details, family-friendly pricing, and to register. Sponsored by Word FM, Prince Cape Arena, and the Bible Chapel. Mostly cloudy and muggy tonight, a shower or thunderstorm in spots, a low of 69 degrees. Our unsettled weather pattern continues tomorrow and tomorrow night. Mostly cloudy and muggy with a shower or thunderstorm, a high of 77 tomorrow, a low of 67 tomorrow night. A couple of showers and a thunderstorm Thursday, mostly cloudy and muggy, an afternoon high of 78 degrees. I'm Mackie Weather Meteorologist Steve Travis on 101.5 Word FM. We're just talking about wandering in our last segment. I'll tell you some wandering going on right now uh, within the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, it looks like uh, the Pirates have a deal in place to acquire right-hander Chris Archer. I can't believe we got this deal. I can't believe it. Chris Archer from the Rays. Uh, going to the Rays, we're giving up Austin Meadows and Tyler Glasnow. We're giving up a lot. I know. That's an awful lot. I know. Here's the thing, though. You're 
you're not going to get Chris Archer without giving up something important. And Glass now never delivered yep. what we thought he would deliver. Exactly. So maybe you know him going into a new organization, oh. completely new environment, will jumpstart things for him. Austin Meadows is a great player. Yeah. I mean, he he felt. I mean, he got cold here, but he was fabulous when he first came. He sure up. was fabulous. Yeah. yeah. So you give up something, give up a lot to hopefully get a lot. This is great, though. Listen. Um, Archer's finished in the American League's top three in strikeouts in each of the last three seasons. He's amassed 1,146 strikeouts since he debuted in 2012 and the only pitcher in franchise history to post three 200 strikeout seasons. And he hasn't started fewer than 32 games in a full season. Like that? He led the American League in starts in 2015 and 17. Wow, he's a workhorse. Yeah, he's a workhorse. Now, he has a 3-5 and five record this year, but their, their team stinks. Yeah. They absolutely stinks. How's his health? Uh, he's, is he, I, his I, health is really good. Okay, so his he's health not has been really prone. Good. No, not at all. Not at all. He, I he led I read the, something that he No, was. he said the, he led the American League in starts in 15 and 17. Okay. So he might have been hurt this year. I don't see anything about that. I'm reading an MLB article by Do Young Park. Okay. So would you consider he him an has ace? A three, he has a three and five record this year, so that stinks. That's not ace. His ERA is high, mm-hmm. 4.31. All right. Yeah, maybe he just needs a different uh, change of scenery here. Mm-hmm. Let's go Bucks. I appreciate them making a trade. It does say uh, seven of his 11 starts since the beginning of May have been quality. Seven of, of his, his 11. 11. Seven okay. of the 11 have been quality. All right. So that's a big deal. That is a big, yeah, that is a big deal. Fan. So that, Fabulous. so uh, also, uh, is it Keon? Keon Kayla? Uh, the guy I, that we traded yeah, for last night or this morning? So we have one reliever. Yeah. Um, and both of the guys look controllable through 2022. Great. Excellent. That's big news. Well, I'm just glad the Pirates That's are in the hunt. That's big news. I mean, three weeks ago, before you went on vacation, the question was, were they going to be buyers or sellers? And the, the conventional wisdom was sellers, of yeah. course, well, because they're, they're, just, they're, they're going to clear everybody out. Now look what's going on. Isn't that exciting? See, that's what's awesome about sports. Yes, of course. And that's why baseball having a long season and a ton of games is fabulous. Because always, you want your team to be buyers. Look what I'm wearing. Yeah, you get your bucks on. I have my... You're going to see the Cubs tonight. I was all excited to go to the game tonight. You might still get in there. Do you think? Maybe. I mean, it's been thundering for like an hour here. Yeah, you might still get in. Anyway, Um, I'm super excited. Let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks indeed. Hey, uh, okay, so we... uh, Oh, also, Penn's tickets, uh, Penn season tickets go on sale Wednesday, right? Thursday. Thursday. It's like a mad sports rush here. Excited. Super excited. Should we take a break? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Stick around. We've got uh, some news about uh, Creation Fest. And uh, it's It's a deeper conversation as well. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy here in Word FM. 101.5 WORD. Hello, I'm Jack Graham, and I want to personally invite you to join me each weekday for PowerPoint, where we'll get down to the basics of what really matters, life in Jesus Christ. Each day, I'll give you practical, biblical steps for tapping into God's power for successful Christian living. So make plans to join me for a time of spiritual encouragement that will leave you feeling more alive in Christ. PowerPoint, tonight at 930 on 101.5 WORD. I know that many of you know my friend Todd Marley or have worked with him at Marley Financial. And so you know that at Marley, they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance, providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But are you aware that now they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation, typical savings up to 40%? Small, medium, even large groups, Marley's got you covered, giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any 
any hospital you choose. You could go to Highmark or UPMC, Mayo Clinic, Johns Hopkins, whatever, because Marley's giving you the power to choose what's best for you. And also, what's best for your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. So don't you want to give Marley Financial a call now? Ask your questions at 724-884-1496 and find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724-884-1496 or online at MarleyFG.com. Tired of working for everyone else? With Vanguard Cleaning Systems of Pittsburgh, you can be your own boss and own your own business. It's a common dream that too often goes unrealized. As owner of your own commercial cleaning franchise, you can finally take control of your future. Vanguard Cleaning Systems offers you a turnkey opportunity that takes you through everything step by step, from the initial setup, marketing, and even providing you with new customers. Even if you have no experience, Vanguard will equip you to succeed at your own pace. Vanguard's expertise is why they're consistently ranked as a top franchise in Entrepreneur Magazine. Isn't it time you stopped working for everyone else? Discover the daily joy of being your own boss. All it takes is an initial upfront investment as low as $5,000 that will quickly pay for itself with Vanguard's proven model of success. To start your own janitorial business or expand your current one, call Vanguard Cleaning Systems of Western PA, 724-870-4120. I've been a teacher for 20 25 years. My younger son was tutored a lot. He didn't like certain clothes and he had all of these other sensory situations going on. The teachers were suspecting dyslexia, suspecting ADD. He wasn't able to retain information and he was working harder than any of the other kids. But it was the eye doctor who told me about brain balance and that was the first time a physician had mentioned brain balance. After about two weeks of doing the program, I noticed that one day he just slapped on a pair of pants like it was no big deal. I really noticed that was a huge change for him. He has also started doing his homework by himself. He is able to do things that he wasn't able to do. In the long term, this was a much better investment than putting our son on medication. I would say you have to try this. The results are magnificent. Give your child the foundation they need to succeed in school. Call Brain Balance today and find out how you can change the life of your child and your family. I think a lot of us, if you love uh, contemporary Christian music, you call yourself a believer, you've shown up one time or another at Creation Fest, the uh, annual event in Agape Farms. It's uh, probably in the middle of the state, I guess would say. You've been uh, yourself, Carol, sure. at least once, right? Mm-hmm. Twice. Twice. I've been there several times. Mike, have you ever gone to Creation Fest? No, you have. You have Mike's never, never been there. Um, but uh, on a regular basis, my, I think my uh, my youngest boy, who's seventeen, I think he counts eleven or twelve times he's been Holy to creation. Holy smokes! Um, so we talked about this a couple of weeks ago about uh, Harry Thomas, the uh, New Jersey pastor who was a co-founder of Creation Fest. He was accused of, and today was sentenced to eighteen years in prison for sexually assaulting numerous children. Harry Thomas admitted to a litany of charges ranging from assaulting a nine-year-old in 2009 to sexual contact with three girls between the ages of seven and ten in 2000 and 2010. He admitted that he'd exposed himself to young girls in 2008, 2010. He says this at his sentencing, I agree with the scriptures. 
it would be better for a millstone to be hung around my neck and to be cast into a sea. That is what I deserve. Of course, he's referring to Matthew 18.6. Superior Court Judge Jean Covert said she recognized that Harry Thomas' advanced age and health issues meant that he may well die in prison, but says the enormity of the crimes and the risk of future offenses warranted a severe sentence. Though Thomas's victims were not named, family members appeared in court, labeling Thomas a hypocrite and a ravenous wolf. Thomas co-founded Creation Fest in 1979. That is absolutely heinous. tragic. It is. It is sickening. He, at least he recognizes the millstone around his yep. neck. So that... And, of course, if you've been reading along at home, following along in the local news, whether it's the Post-Gazette or wherever you get your local news source, you do, do know that uh, in a matter of days, there will be a report released, a grand jury report, that will indict upwards of 600 Catholic priests across the state of Pennsylvania. And the word is there may be as many as 100 of those priests fingered out here in Allegheny County. Now, no matter what your... That's an overwhelming number. It's horrific. Whatever your stance is on the Catholic Church is no reason for a celebration by any stretch of the imagination. When you think of the thousands of children whose lives have been irreparably harmed and altered forever because of ravenous wolves wearing the sacred cloths of pastors, of guiders, of men of light. Instead, they've done the op- a complete and total opposite. And it's not alone, obviously, whether it's Pastor Harry from Creation Fest or Catholic priests. Or the Sovereign Grace scandal down in the uh, Maryland, Virginia area, which was a reformed uh, congregation or the Southern Baptist Convention. It happens Everywhere. all too often. Everywhere. Yes. But it seems I, I am currently in a little bit of uh, – I'm just emotionally overwhelmed by this. I am. I am. By the enormity of this. It's just the the sickening nature of adult people who say that they believe in Jesus, who are victimizing children, is absolutely untenable with the gospel that God has given to us. It is, this is, it's more than a humiliation. It's more than a tragedy. It is it is something demonic that we have allowed ourselves to be caught up in. I, it, it is so dark and evil. I, I'm like out of words for it. I, how, I can't even. I can't even get. I can't get my head around it. How do you say that we have been caught up in? Because you know. Because we. Here's the thing. We. It, it's not as you said it's not just one denomination we've labeled four what harry's from some evangelical denomination we have sovereign grace a reformed denomination we have the southern baptist convention we have roman catholic church so we've got we, we named four general you know large tents yeah. in christianity do you think somebody who's not a believer in jesus does not lump all of us together all of us sure. all of us right. every single one of us those christians and our job our job is to love God and reach the world. Well, guess what? We're not able to reach the world. No. We have zero credibility. credibility in the world. Zero because of this. Yeah. So we better clean our own house. I, I don't know where you start. I mean, it's one thing when you look at you know the um, evangelical church, the non-denominational church, 
there's not much of a hierarchy of structure that would put this in place. Now, the Catholic Church is a horse of a different color because of their centuries embeddedness in local towns and whatever, right? Everybody knows that. And the hierarchy that exists in that is a sick cancer. It is. If that hierarchy is what has been protecting predatory priests, it is cancer. Well, we're going to hear the the effects of this in a, in a matter of days, Matt, I believe. And the roof is going to get blown off in anticipation of this, to, to, just to talk about this, about what's going to happen here. Survivors of sexual assault in the Roman Catholic case, in the, in the uh, one that is centered in the diocese in Pennsylvania, they have this uh, grand jury has been convened for two years. Yeah. They've heard stories of abuse over and over. As well they should. And over for two years. Can you imagine the courage it would take for a person? No. Now these are, a lot no. of these people are middle aged people or whatever. You're walking into a room full of strangers yep. and you're sitting down looking people in the eye and you're telling them the most intimate, heinous thing that has ever happened to you in your life. Listen, this is a Peter Smith article from the Post-Gazette on the 15th of July. Love Peter. Um, it talks about, it starts off talking about a man by the name of Jim Van Sickle who recalls the quote, long walk into the room where members of the 40th statewide grand jury waited to hear him. Quote, I was nervous. I was sweating, thinking, Lord, give me the words I need, recalled Mr. Van Sickle, age 55. Mm -hmm. He sensed, this is the important part, an assurance from the Lord in whom he has retained faith in spite of the betrayals he felt from its purported ministers. Quote, just be true to yourself and your story. And so he told his story about how his trusted priest and high school English teacher mounted a humiliating, life-altering assault on his teenage body and innocence. Now, the only, the only beautiful thing about that statement is that he has recognized that God is not like that priest. Yes. However, like what you're saying, right, how many people who are, this is going to blow the socks off the Catholic Church when this report's released, and how many people already have gone, Forget I'm it. done. I'm Why never would, going back. Of course. Because it's all hypocr- hypocrisy. It's all sin. It's all the devil. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be part of that. I'm going to stay home and watch right. Joel Osteen on right. Sunday mornings or I'm going to watch it's just right. going to hang and out. Who do we and have to blame? Movies. We us. have to blame us for letting this go on. For letting this go on. For these for these bishops who knew what McCarrick, the archbishop of Washington DC was doing for decades to those kids and those those bishops stood by and let that happen. Yep, and covered it up. They just moved people around. Just this m- absolutely revolting. musical chairs. And it's not just that they covered up for some of their colleagues who were so unbelievably misguided, but they showed that they didn't care about any kids in that diocese. Yep. They didn't care. No, they just let pleasure. that go on. They just stood by, and not only did they stand by and let it go on, but they actually paid settlements to families of kids who were abused so that they would just go and be quiet about it. This is not the way that Christians are supposed to handle sin. I don't care what your church is. Got that right. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. Listen, uh, you want to call us about this? 800-320-8255. 800-320-8255. Whether it's Pastor Harry from Creation Fest, whether it's the Catholic Church or about to be launched into... Uh, an indictment of a hundred priests here in Allegheny County, 600 across the state of Pennsylvania, whatever denomination you belong to, 
what have we become? What have we become? How believers? do we atone for this? How, How do, do we, we as Christians together as the capital C church, because we're all indicted in this. How do we atone for this? 800-320-8255. Pick up uh, your thoughts in just a few minutes. Stay with us. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. You know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lay back. It's that end of day. Ah. That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-comforting orthopedic made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Selling mattresses the traditional way isn't the best way. Most are made in a large factory and shipped hundreds of miles to a retailer's warehouse, where the retailer then marks them up and up before finally selling and delivering them. At the Original Mattress Factory, we take a straightforward approach. We have eliminated the extra steps and created a direct line from our factory to you, saving you hundreds of dollars. So experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory. The following is a true story. My name is David Bryant. When I was 37, my wife and I decided to get term life insurance through SelectQuote. Just three years later, I was diagnosed with ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Because of life insurance, the people I love most in this world will be protected no matter what happens to me. I know that the dreams I have for my family can still come true. Financial security, to stay in the home we became a family in, and for our children to be able to go to college. I reached out to SelectQuote because I wanted to share my story. If just one person purchases life insurance, I know I will have made a difference. SelectQuote can find a 37-year-old male a $500,000 policy for under a dollar a day. If there are people you care about, you need life insurance. It may be the single most important financial decision of your life. Don't put off protecting your family. Get your free quote now. Call 800 That's 800-671-7070. 800-671-7070. Or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Not available in all states. When you're a kid, Idlewild is a place full of adventures. There are rides that are just your size, treats to tickle your taste buds, and special friends like Daniel Tiger to touch your heart. When you're a grown-up, Idlewild is every bit as magical, every bit as memorable, every bit as fun. Idlewild and Soak Zone, because you love to see them smile. Save up to $18 on select days when you buy online at Idlewild.com. Celebrating life's closest relationships is what drives every Trinity Jewelers employee. It's people, not profits, that make life worth celebrating. After 20 years, Trinity Jewelers is still growing, and they have a place for an experienced diamond sales expert to manage their sales team. If working in a caring, friendly environment with a flexible five-day work week sounds better than the pressures of a corporate jewelry sales job, email your resume to trinityjewelers at verizon.net and help them make the next 20 years something to celebrate. Hey, welcome back. We've been talking about the sexual abuse scandal that rocks the church. And whether it's the Catholic Church and the uh, soon-to-be-released grand jury report, or as we talked about a few minutes ago, Pastor Harry, the co-founder of Creation Fest, who was sentenced just uh, yesterday to 18 years in jail at his advanced age for his sexual abuse of young boys and girls, or I think it was just girls with him, right? Or both, it was both? Both. Okay. 
or whether it's sovereign grace and that sexually charged which is, abuse. Which is one of the most revolting tales of theological manipulation by church elders I have ever heard of in my life, the sovereign grace scandal. What are your thoughts about this? Uh, our phone lines are open right now at 800. I can't believe nobody's called. 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. Uh, you know, you don't want to paint with a broad brush here. But uh, clearly the devil is in the details in all of this. How is it? And don't for a minute think that we as Christians, every one of us is not implicated in this. We're all part of this. But what is it? The allure of what? Easy victimhood that young boys and girls are waiting inside the church or in the rec rooms of the church building that they are a captive audience for pedophiles. And it seems as though from the Catholic Church's perspective, there's been this huge, not seems, there is obviously a huge cover-up that's existed mm-hmm. for decades. Right. I mean, 2002 was when the uh, the blow-up around the Archdiocese of Boston came out, right? That was 16 years ago. Right. 16 years ago. And still. And it still. Hasn't been rectified. And now – the one that's going to happen here is going to blow your mind. Of course it is. It's going to blow your mind. Because it's in our backyard where almost 100 priests are in some way indicted in this. How does this even work? 800-320-8255. Going back to Peter Smith's article in the Post-Gazette from July 15th, talking about the um, grand jury which convened in downtown Pittsburgh and has reviewed decades of cases of sexual abuse in the diocese of Pittsburgh, Greensburg, Erie, Harrisburg, Scranton, and Allentown. That grand jury has since compiled a massive report on those who allegedly abused children, as well as those who allegedly helped to cover it up, including church and public officials. But the report remains under seal, while some unidentified priests and others challenge its release. Right. So they want to make sure their T's are crossed, their I's are dotted. The guys are saying, wait. Too broad, you're sweeping me in with everybody else. I've got a bone to pick with you. I want to bring some lawyers to the table here. I can't imagine. I mean, you know, this is testimony from victims. So how do you refute what's going on? Jim Falasek, former priest in the Diocese of Erie, testified before the grand jury of being abused by another priest when he was a teenager. From across the state, Julianne Bortz drove from Allentown to raise her right hand and tell the grand jury of being assaulted as a young teen by a priest who was one of her high school teachers. Mary McHale traveled from Reading to testify about her own abuse by a priest. She was inspired to give voice not just for herself, but for numerous boys she went to school with who were victimized by a different priest, those, quote, who are no longer with us or who no longer have a voice. It goes on and on. I mean, this article is, you know, pages and pages and pages of one sick, sad, pitiful story of abuse after another. Right. I'll tell you one thing this proves to me. What? And and I thought this, you know, the Sovereign Grace scandal, um, the first details came out about that, I want to say, at least five years ago. And when I started reading about that, um, one of the most disturbing portions of the story is how resistant the church leadership was to alerting um police about what had happened well, that's what happened because, within the Catholic Church because as well. they said you know we shouldn't be take we should be able to handle our own business in the church that's a crime except you you have done such a horrendous job handling your business in the church that you have no business saying the police could be worse you call the civil authorities the minute you find out something like this you don't wait five minutes no so in some and so ways, how sad is it that the civil authorities are doing a better job policing the church than we're doing? Yeah, because you think the, poli- the, the church itself will be the first 
to make the call to protect those who love the Lord, who instead have been victimized. I don't know. I mean, uh, this is going to change things, obviously, for the better. You know, this um, whole hashtag Me Too movement that swept Hollywood this is going to make that look like small mm-hmm. potatoes and not to minimize the hashtag Me Too movement at all. No, because that was important. But of most of is. that, most of the people who were victimized in the hashtag Me Too movement were not children. No, no. They were, they were adults and that was horrible enough. I'm not trying to minimize what those people experienced, but we're talking about kids. And the other thing is Harvey Weinstein is not representing Jesus to the world. No. He, he never claimed to be representing Jesus to the world, whereas we are. That's what we say. We, we are Christians were supposed to be showing the world who Jesus is. So already, as we look at you know decades of dwindling church attendance, this is just another chink in the wall, right? That here we go, another reason for people not to show up on a Sunday morning because, well, why would I put my child into a Sunday school or allow my child to go on a, you know, uh, any place where there is someone who I think might be a holy person who would pray on my child? Or why would I go and, and sit and have teachings from a bunch of hypocrites as they talk about Jesus on one hand and they're abusing my child on the other hand? We live in dark, twisted times. I mean, clearly this is of Satan. And I, you don't say that lightly. This is not something that's say, a, no, it's a throwaway line. I agree. This is dark yeah. and ugly and mean, nefarious, horrific. But it's good to be called out. It has to be it's called out. It's good for there to be transparency, some light, light shown into this. Yeah. Otherwise, we continue down this road. You know, I, I don't worry about the church shrinking because those who are be, are with us. Mm-hmm. Those who are God. Are true believers. God will never lose. No. And, and you grieve for those victims who have left because of that. Right? They came there for how, the same reason you, you and I how did. How could we be? I don't know. For a relationship with Christ alone and then to be abused. Some people may never, ever come back to the Lord, whether it's the organized church or not. I'm so grateful for these stories that people have told about coming to grips with the fact that their abuser did not speak for God, that God was always good and that God was always faithful and that God always looked at them in love. And even though the person that called himself God's servant was abusing them. They were able to see beyond it. I mean, I can't imagine how that's possible, but there is story after story about people saying, the reason I have the strength to come forward and talk about this is I recognize that God is not like this. Thank goodness for that, for that strength, right? That the principalities are, are not man, yeah. but God's kingdom forever. James, uh, I don't think that's his real name, but he's the, he's the person who came forward, um, who was, quoted who who consented to be public in his protestations and about uh former cardinal mccarrick um, who was the archbishop in washington dc and he said in that article that he it took him many decades to recognize that god's voice was different than the voice of his abuser no doubt but now that he's realized it he said there's nothing that can keep him silent about what happened because you have the strength there, right? You know the true Savior. It's not some guy. It's our Lord who was hung on the cross. We'll take a break, come back, reset for the 5 o'clock hour. John Kessler is going to be with us about being the best. Stick around. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy here on 101.5 Word FM.
that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Facebook says it has uncovered a sophisticated attempt to influence U.S. elections. Facebook says it has removed 32 accounts from Facebook and Instagram, finding them to be fake and involved in what it called coordinated political behavior. It did not say the accounts originated in Russia and stopped short of calling them an effort to affect this year's congressional election. But they appeared to follow the playbook of 2016 when Russia's Internet Research Agency apparently paid for ads designed to sow division in U.S. politics. Facebook says more than 290,000 accounts followed at least one of the fake pages. Warren Levinson, New York. It was a good day on Wall Street as the Dow was up by 180 points to close at 25,415. The Nasdaq rose 42. The S&P advanced 14. Oil down $1.37 to close at $68.76 a barrel on the New York Mercantile Exchange. This is SRN News. Do you remember what was kept in a spring house? If you're an old timer, you know that a spring house was used for storing fresh cold milk. In 84 Pennsylvania, we have another kind of spring house. Our spring house is an old-fashioned country store filled with all kinds of old-time gifts, great country foods, and you guessed it, fresh cold milk. You see, the spring house in 84 is also a dairy farm where we milk our own cows, pasteurize and homogenize the milk, and sell it all through the store. We've had people tell us it has to be some special kind of gourmet milk. We don't add anything to the cow's diet or to the milk. It's just nature's purest, most perfect food, and we love the way our customers love it. We also make a chocolate milk you would think is a chocolate shake, an old-fashioned buttermilk that people drive miles to get, and a 40% heavy cream that's wonderful for luscious desserts. Our 2% and our skim are the greatest sellers. Come and try some Springhouse milk at the Springhouse in 84. Are your credit cards out of control? Owe more than $10,000? Are you paying one card and delaying payment on another? Here's what's really happening here. Your credit card companies are shaking your hand while stabbing you in the back. They want you overextended. Even worse, they hope you think you have to pay it all back. Credit card companies have finally been exposed. There are steps you can take to become debt-free, and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $1 billion of debt. They're regulated by both federal and state agencies. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and have over 25,000 five-star reviews across accredited review sites. Do not take out a consolidation loan. Do not declare bankruptcy. Settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Call now, 800-948-4144. 800-948-4144. This is Mike Howard for Word FM, here to tell you about an awesome opportunity to attend Teal College in nearby Greenville, Pennsylvania, for an extremely discounted investment without discounting the educational experience. More on that in a moment. Teal College was founded in 1866 as a co-educational institution in western Pennsylvania. Teal is an independent liberal arts college rooted in the Lutheran tradition, offering distinctive programs in the arts and humanities, social and natural sciences, and professional studies, together with engaging co-curricular and athletic opportunities. Teal College provides an accessible and inclusive learning environment that emphasizes service to society. Teal's residential campus offers a safe and supportive setting in which to grow and learn. Word FM is pleased to offer a tuition voucher to a brand new student at Teal College at half price. Yes, half price. That is almost $15,000 in savings. 
Call me today, Mike Howard, to find out more. 412-937-1500. That's 412-937-1500. Mostly cloudy and muggy tonight. A shower or thunderstorm in spots, a low of 69 degrees. Our unsettled weather pattern continues tomorrow and tomorrow night. Mostly cloudy and muggy with a shower or thunderstorm. A high of 77 tomorrow, a low of 67 tomorrow night. A couple of showers and a thunderstorm Thursday. Mostly cloudy and muggy. An afternoon high of 78 degrees. I'm Mackey Weather Meteorologist Steve Travis on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Kathy, you were how old when you had your first baby? 29. 29. And then your second? 32. Mm-hmm. And then you were done. Then I was done. So that's it. Okay. We were late. We were, we had our first baby. Mm-hmm. I was, I was 39. Mm. Okay. Second baby at 42. Okay. And that's just how it worked out. Mm-hmm. Sure. We have two kids. You have two kids. Mike, he's a youngster. He's got one little baby. Dr. J. Mm-hmm. He's got plenty of time. He's got in there early. Mm-hmm. How but, old were you when you had Dr. J? 30. 30. 30. Okay. okay. All right. So uh, looking at uh, an article in uh, the New York Times, Americans are having fewer babies. They told us why. Yeah, this is actually interesting. Um, at first, researchers thought that the declining fertility rate was because of the recession, but it kept falling even as the economy recovered. And now it has reached a record low for the second consecutive year. There's a lot of concern about why today's young adults aren't having as many children. So the article says we asked them. Mm-hmm. So this is a survey, uh, which is one of the most comprehensive explorations of the reasons adults are having fewer children. It's a graph here. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it tells a story. It tells an economic story. It tells a, um, I would say, like a lifestyle story. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some ways, it tells a political story as well. Um, yeah. So let's go from the bottom of the graph upwards. All right. You see the so, graph? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a graph which explains why young adults are having fewer children than they considered to be ideal Mm -hmm. so they'd say okay well in an ideal world i would have had four kids but now i'm only going to have two or in an ideal world i would have had two and i'm going to have zero yes and so um uh, different uh, responses we'll just read a few yeah 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 Yeah. so from the bottom so 13 percent of the people uh who Who responded who responded said that they didn't don't think they'd be a good parent Mm -hmm. or i I am a good parent don't think right 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 i don't think i'm a good parent now right uh 19 percent they the the partner doesn't want children right or i split from my partner Mm -hmm. yes my partner not my husband, not my wife. Right. Uh, prioritized, prioritized my education and my career. 23% of the respondents. 27% of the people are worried about population growth. So I'm not going to have kids really? because there's too many people they're saying. Good grief. Mm-hmm. Except the whole study is about why, we're ha- why we have fewer people. Right. But they're concerned about more people. But go ahead. 29 of the respondents. Now, obviously, you know, this, there's various reasons here. I'm sure they checked m- multiple boxes, right? Right. 29% said they were responsible for other family care. Okay, so maybe they're taking care of their parents sure. or maybe they're taking care of their you know, sister's kids right. or whatever. Here's, this is my favorite. 33% of people responded. The reason they didn't want to have kids, because they were worried about climate change. <laughs> Can that be true? They're worried about climate change. They're worried about... Come on. Okay. 
Uh, I'm not going to have kids. All right. Uh, 34% of the people said, I met a partner too late in life. Okay. Well, I don't get this. Uh, 36% people said they were worried about <laughs> domestic politics. What does that mean? Well, because they think Donald Trump is going to ruin the world. I'm, de- I'm worried about the, domestic... The country's over because Donald Trump's going to wreck it. 36% of the people who responded said, I'm not having a kid because I'm worried about domestic politics. What does that mean? I don't... I don't know what that means. I'm telling you, I think that's what it means. 36% also said they struggle with a work-life balance. Mm-hmm. And then 37% of the people, it's not just America, they're worried about global instability. Uh-huh. You're so, living in the greatest country, the richest country in the world. But they're worried about global instability. They think uh-huh. a civil war is coming. Yeah, uh, thir- people 38% no paid family leave. Uh, that's that's significant. Or 39% not enough yeah. paid family leave. Right, yeah. That's hard. To, I mean, you know, we, we know people just had kids, you know, young parents, oh, and they're struggling it's an incredib- with this. it's an incredible stressor. Of course it is. Yeah. You know, you, what do you get, some time off, and then all of a sudden oh your my baby's gosh. Listen, when I think daycare. back to having two kids when I was uh, not working and how little money we had, I mean, those were really Shoot. lean. <laughs> those were lean. I hear you. Lean times. Yeah. Lean times. Had a lot of egg salad sandwiches <laughs> during those times. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. 42% of people who responded of why they were not having children said they did so because they wanted more leisure time. That is the saddest one. That's just dumb. More leisure time. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just plain dumb. Okay, I'm going to have a kid or I'm going to watch Netflix. Yeah. I'm going for the Netflix, baby. But here's baby. the thing. Watching Netflix is a heck of a lot easier than having kids. Yeah, of course. That's so much easier. Yeah, yeah, but you can have leisure time with your kids. Yeah, you can, but your leisure time, it looks so different time. when you have yeah. kids. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but th- the fact that you would prioritize leisure time over other humans is hard to believe. It it's really is. Selfish. Okay, wait. I need to take a break Keep from Keep the this. focus on yourself. Wait, wait. Because in the article... Um, it talks. It, it interviews this one woman about leisure time. Yeah. Jessica Bower. She's 26 years old. She said she has a long list of things she'd rather spend time doing than raising kids. She has mm-hmm. no children. Okay. These yeah. are the things. That, wait. And again, you know, I don't, uh, this is not a knock job on people who are not. No, but I think that this is a particularly sad story. I mean, I'm, I'm not it, trying to be be mean to Jessica. Because that's, that's their that's their life. I know you this is their life, and I want her to choose her own life. So I'm not going to look down my nose at you and go, "Oh, how dare you? Why <laughs> would you?" Can I read about Jessica? Yeah, I guess. Go ahead. <laughs> Before you get, you're gonna knock she her. has a long list of things she'd rather spend time doing than raising children. Being with her family and her fiance is the first thing. That's fine. Where does family come from? Well, maybe she wants to be with her mom. Okay, when she's 70. Uh, no, no, that's no. not a reason why no, you no. have kids. No, it is a reason why you have kids. If you don't recognize that when... If that, you're fortunate, that, your kids will come around. No, A no, lot of kids don't. No, no, no. Uh, no, but I'm saying when she's 70, her mom's not going to be there. Right. I, I'm saying that when you... If family is important to you, you have to realize that having children is part of yeah. family. And who are you going to have when you get old? Yeah, and listen, that's the family I'm you're Dr. going Jerry. to have when you're older. Is the are the children you have? Yeah, okay, babies. so anyway, that was the first thing. Second thing is traveling, focusing on on her job as a nurse, getting a master's degree, playing with her cats. <laughs> well, of course you want to play with your cats. You like to play with I your cats. I love to play with my cats. I love my cats, but I I have been able to do both things to play with my cats and my kids. Now she says this: My parents got married right out of high school and had me, and they were miserable. But now we have a choice. She said she had such high expectations for parents, she wasn't sure she could meet them. She said, quote, I would have the responsibility to raise this person into a functional and productive citizen, and some days I'm not even responsible. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, that's good. Okay, so, so I'm sorry, that's the leisure time. That's good. So um, 43% of the respondents said they wanted to wait because of financial instability. I understand that. Heck yeah, you do. Yep. 44% said they could not afford I understand more that kids. too. Yep. 49% said they were worried about the economy. Right. Fifty-four percent of the respondents said they want more time with the kids that they already I, have. I understand that. And sixty-four percent of the people who responded—that was the number one. This is the number one reason why young adults are having fewer children. Is that childcare is too expensive? Yeah, I get that. Yeah, but so a couple thoughts based on this. I recognize, first of all, I've, the kids are super expensive. There's no question about it, and that. Um, financial instability is a major concern. And I have experienced that in my own life, and so I don't look at that lightly at all. But once you have children, you recognize that those people are so much more important and they're so much more valuable than any financial instability you could have. That's what you don't recognize before you have children. That's what makes me sad about this. Yeah, but you know, as a as a mom or a dad, you think I don't want to raise my kids in a poor household. Of course not. Because you, of course you not. struggle but with that. You, okay. Well, you and I have both struggled with that. Yeah. And Mike, I know you struggle with that. Would you rather not have your kids? No, I'd rather have my kids. But see, that's what people who they, don't have children, and that's who this article is about, is people who've chosen not to have children. That's what they don't understand yet, is that once you have children, you will be so grateful to have everything. them. They bring that, another form of richness. Yes. So so if your financial instability continues, the richness they bring to your life, Mike, just yeah. like you said, is yeah. going to be great enough to compensate for that. Yeah. It's true. But you know, while you're in the midst, in the mix of it, it's... You know, you kind of think, oh, I'm so broke and my kids won't oh, have enough and how horrible that is. And daycare I feel, is so expensive. Yeah, daycare oh, is so expensive. Daycare. Did right. you do get daycare? No. Neither did we. No. And look, well, I mean, I struck hold. Oh, smokes. my gosh. My wife didn't work. I mean, and when she did work, you know, she worked, you know, crazy jobs. Like right. She'd be up at three o'clock in the morning spinning yarn in the living room, mm-hmm. spinning yarn, listening to books on tape. And then I come down in the morning and she'd be like, she'd have like five hours sleep, maybe. And she'd go, well, I was listening to, you know, blah, 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 blah. And tell me like this whole story. And here's this gigantic, beautiful ball of yarn on the kitchen table. I go, okay. She made like 12 bucks. Thank mm-hmm. you. Wow. Thanks, honey. Right. I go used to sell, it. I used to sell books on eBay. Uh-huh. I did that for I don't know how just long. Just to bring I in a little bit that. of money. Just to bring in whatever you could bring in. Yeah. But again. You do much better here. We get a lot of books. <laughs> <laughs> I never expected later in my life that I would see so many books. Yes. Uh, but I think one of the things that we don't also recognize is these things are also very hard. But the hard things are things worth living through. I mean, I wouldn't go back and say, okay, skip my kids so that I wouldn't have to sell books on eBay for six months. I mean – like having to struggle for money is not a bad thing. This is what teaches you to be a mature adult. It teaches you to be good with your money. It teaches you to to persevere through hard things. Yeah, but no one's you know actively signing up to be poor. No, you kind of, of course go, not. Well, you know, of course not. But but also our desire to not go through any difficult circumstance is ridiculous. I know, but for, and for, selfish. For some people, kind of go well. You know, I'm doing okay as it is right now, but by introducing kids into my life, then all of a sudden I'll be you know poor for the next. All 20 I'm years, saying is, I'm years, sad for them. Fifty years. that they're missing out. That's what it is. I'm just sad for them that they're missing I get out. That. Right, right. It's all. I mean, I wish I would have had more kids. Me too. I, yeah, I come from seven. Wish I'd have had five. Mm-hmm. I wish I would I have more kids because you recognize how wonderful oh, so children are. Love them so much. Yeah. 
And you're, and for someone who's never had kids, these people who have been surveyed in this article for the New York Times, it just makes me feel like, yeah. oh my gosh, you need to talk to somebody who loves their kids yeah. and says, no, don't, don't give up on having kids. Don't you think about this? So we're so different because you have two daughters. I have two sons. I'd love to have a daughter. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, she had a daughter. Right. She's out there. Yeah. Walking the streets. Is she? I don't think she is. <laughs> <laughs> You've taken care of a, have how many compassion daughters? Oh, a ton. How many? I don't know. Twelve. 13. That's amazing. We just lost ours. We we just lost our well, one of ours, Maria. B- because she's 18. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're you talking know. about Compassion International, if you're yeah. not familiar. This is a child sponsorship program that Which both John and I love. are involved in. It's the yeah. best. It's the best, best, yeah. best, best. And then you say goodbye to your, you know, because I've written letters to Maria forever. I'm mm-hmm. always the letter writer. Mm-hmm. You write that final letter. <laughs> oh, baby. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, you send them a little check and wish them well. And there they go on their way. Mm-hmm. God be with you, honey. You know. Yeah. So are you going to get another compassion show yeah, now that Maria's going to? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I yeah. love the program. Yeah. I've only had three. Mm. So you you trying to overshadow Not me. at all. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> in your giving. Is that what, what it is? Did. No, no. Take no. a break. Come back uh, in a few minutes. We're going to talk with John Kessler on being our mediocre best. Stick around. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. WORD with James McDonald and Walk in the Word. It's a habit we all fall into. We begin to worry over the future, over relationships, over money, over practically everything. It's the rut of anxiety that traps us. But God's Word points to an escape from anxiety to have peace of mind. Ready to break the habit and find freedom from worry? Listen all week long to Walk in the Word with James McDonald. Tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. on 101.5 WORD. You know, I'm not a genius about money. I love my credit cards, and they love me. I was using them as a source of income, and then I got behind in my payments, and creditors were calling. I figured I had a problem, and I didn't know how to deal with it. I heard about Trinity, so I called and talked to a counselor. In half an hour, we worked out a plan. Now I've got one easy monthly payment, a lower interest rate, and I'm getting out of debt. If you're in an endless cycle of paying on credit card balances that never seem to go away, then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity will consolidate your accounts, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. Call 1-800-936-5496. The need for long-term care catches many people by surprise. Too often, families are unprepared and overwhelmed. I'm attorney Tim Seckler. As one of the region's few certified elder law attorneys, I've helped dozens of families in similar situations. With nursing home costs exceeding $10,000 per month, time is of the essence. At the Seckler Law Firm, we can typically meet within 72 hours of your call. We work on a flat fee basis, and the first meeting is always free. You are not alone. Get help now at secklerlawfirm.com. 
Celebrating life's closest relationships is what drives every Trinity Jewelers employee. It's people, not profits, that make life worth celebrating. After 20 years, Trinity Jewelers is still growing, and they have a place for an experienced diamond sales expert to manage their sales team. If working in a caring, friendly environment with a flexible five-day work week sounds better than the pressures of a corporate jewelry sales job, email your resume to trinityjewelers at verizon.net and help them make the next 20 years something to celebrate. On August 10th, get ready for a comedy that's off the leash. Do you think I'm ridiculous throwing a party for my dog? I would say that bouncy house is over the top. Four lonely strangers will discover that man's best friend... No offense, but is your dog pregnant or just super fat? ...are the best matchmakers. Dogs open their hearts to love and to be loved. This dog has made us a family. Dog Days in theaters August 10th. The Family Fun Expo and Back to School Celebration Saturday, August 18th presents one last time to have fun as a family before the craziness of school kicks in. From 11 to 4 p.m., bring your family to Princecape Arena, formerly South Point Isoplex, and enjoy tons of kids' activities, games, and prizes throughout the day, plus food, entertainment, exhibitors, and more. Visit wordfm.com for more details, family-friendly pricing, and to register. Sponsored by Word FM, Princecape Arena, and the Bible Chapel. Our next guest is the best. I mean, he's not—he's not even good. No, he, he's, he's the best. He's the absolute best. He's yep. the—he's—he's he's the best one of all time. The bestest of best. John Kessler is back with us. John's an award-winning author, member of the faculty at Moody Bible Institute in Chicago. When John was a child, he wanted to be either a psychiatrist or a stand-up comedian. Instead, he combined the two. And when he grew up, he became a pastor and a professor. He recently, he recently co-wrote Altogether Different, Upholding the Church's Unity While Honoring Our Individual Identities. He often blogs at johnkessler.com. John, welcome to the show. Uh, I'd ask, Hi, you guys, you guys are just mean. <laughs> mean? No, no. I, no, no. I'd ask how you are, but I know that you're the best. That's right. We know you're yeah. the best. <laughs> and we know Moody Bible Institute is the best, and we yep. know everybody there is the best. Oh. And John and John and I and New Mike are also the best, I yeah. think. Yeah, and your blog's pretty that's best right. as well, John. You're all... That's right. Well, that's, that is our problem, isn't it? If we're all the best, then we're all average. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, so this bothers you when, when people come in and say, you know what, we are, whether it's your your team or your university or your club or whatever. Or we, your kids. You're right. We are the best. Yeah. You know, I have a, I have a colleague who, who often reminds us that at the school where I teach, he often reminds us that we're the best at what we do. And I know that I'm supposed to, like, get on board with that and say, yes, that's right. But it actually irritates me, you know, because <laughs> I think, first of all, the question comes to my mind is, well, how do we really know that? Because we mostly know what we're doing. We don't know so much what other people are doing. And I think it's a little bit like, a, you know, a, an attractive person telling you that they're attractive. Like, mm. if, if they're really that good looking, it should be clear to me. You don't have to tell me that. It's a, it's, I think it's a cultural uh, a disease that we have where we have worked so hard to make sure that we feel good about ourselves that we've crossed the line into something that the ancients saw as actually a sin, which was what they called Hebrews or pride. Mm-hmm. You know, for, to us today, it's a virtue. It's really not a, it's really not a problem. But the ancients saw this sort of, uh, uh, 
this sort of conviction about ourselves, this overly positive conviction about ourselves, is really the, the root of all sins. Yes. It's funny, John. We don't think about that at all anyway, do we? I mean, we're, we're content pretty much being the best, and everybody else, well, you can be second best, but we're going to claim this, and we're good with that. Yeah, and I think that, you know, I mean, obviously I'm not really trying to tell us that, well, the key then is for us to always feel miserable about ourselves. No, and no. There's really, it's not, it's not wrong to affirm people. Actually, I think that's a, a, a biblical value you see it in the scriptures where, you know, the, the Apostle Paul, for example, often has positive things to say. Jesus, in many of the churches in the book of Revelation, seven churches, several of them, pretty much all of them except for one, he has something good to say about them. But at the heart of it, first of all, is there, there is this reality that we're probably not as good as we think. So if we are too self-confident, you know, if we have crossed the line from whatever positive affirmation does for us so that we have this... Uh, a kind of smugness, well, that creates a problem. And if we're really trying to improve, if we really believe that we're the best and we're, you know, improvement is a value to us, there's really nowhere to go from that. I mean, if you're the best, you're the best. The most you can hope for is to just kind of maintain the status quo. Yeah. But, John, do you think that your boss really thinks that you are the best, or is he just trying to be positive encouraging? Well, I think... I. <laughs> I hope he's not listening. I think my boss thinks the school is the best. I don't think he thinks I'm the best. <laughs> That's an important distinction to make, I guess. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I actually do think that there's, uh, you know, we have this culture where, and I think actually it grows out of this, this, this perspective we have that we have to market ourselves, you know. So I really can't come to you and say, you know what, we're really good we're about as good as probably every other, you know, organization that's doing the same thing, but we're really good too. That just doesn't sell. No. So I, yeah, I actually think that, you know, I, cause I've seen it, I've, not just in my school, but I've seen it in churches. I've seen it in other organizations where we, we use this kind of hyperbole when we talk about ourselves. You know, then when I get in and, and I'm experiencing, I'm thinking to myself often, well, you're. I guess you're okay. You're, you're probably good, but I don't know that you're better than the people across the street that are doing the same thing. You know, I, I, I think that part of it is that we're not really honest with ourselves about who we are and what we're doing and where we need to grow, and we're we're a little bit too given to hype, so that it mm-hmm. ends up being kind of uh, what I would describe as cheap praise. Or often with leaders, you know, it's we're using this language to sort of motivate people to get them to do what we want. It really comes down to a kind of manipulation. So how would it be different if people didn't say that? I mean, what, would, do you think that would be that would produce people who are who work harder or people who are more accurate in their estimation of themselves? Or would it would it cause people to be less encouraged? Well, yeah, I think, you know, I think sometimes we have made encouragement an idol for us, right? We're, we're just trying to, we're trying to pump people up largely so that we can get them to do things that we want them to do. I, I think we ought to move more in the direction of truth. And, you know, so what we really want is an honest estimation ourselves. Paul, Paul tells believers, 
not to think more highly of themselves than they ought, but to have a reasonable estimation of themselves, which part of that reasonable estimation is that, you know, I have certain things. There are some things that I do really well, and I can rejoice because those things come from God. And then there are other things that, you know what, I'm not really hitting the mark with that. And if I'm only focusing on what I do well, if I'm all, if I only think that, if I really do think that I'm the best I'm, and I'm as good as I'm going to get, I'm not going to be able to move in the direction that God wants me to go and some of those other things where I need more work. Yeah. I mean, I, I said this before, John, my son belongs to a, a group on campus. It's not a fraternity. <clears throat> Excuse me, but they, it's a bunch of guys who gather and they call themselves the Xenoids and then they print t-shirts every year in college. And their slogan for this group of guys who hang together is, uh, Xenoids, mediocrity and eccentricity since 1975. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. That's so funny. <laughs> and I, I think, you know, it takes the pressure off if you look at yourself as, yeah. well, I'm not so bad and I'm a little, also a little, yeah. I'm a little nutty as well. Mediocrity and eccentricity That's since so 1975. That, I would not, I would be happy to belong to that, that group of guys. Yeah. Well, I, for years I thought I should put this slogan outside of my door, strive for mediocrity. It always leaves room for improvement. There you go. But I'm, but I'm afraid to be misunderstood. <laughs> right, the people think you all of a sudden you're a slacker, like you're like you know. You... Right, right, right. And that's not really what I'm saying. You know, no. I'm not saying it. Oh, just give up and coast. I'm I'm saying just the opposite of that because that's where I think this this kind of hyperbolic self congratulations really does lend itself to coasting because mm-hmm. if you really are the best, yeah, that's you know, then you're. You just have to stay where you're at. Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, obviously driven largely by the advertising culture. You know, when you're watching TV yeah. and you see like an ad for Mercedes-Benz. That's the best car. The deep and toned voice and the luxury and, you know, you belong inside the mm-hmm. excellence right. of Mercedes. Right. And you think, there's no way I can attain that. I'll never. I'm content with my Chevy. And that's okay. Well, even when you're hearing so much of that. You know, you, after a while, you don't believe it, even in those cases where it may be true, because you hear it so much. Right. The cell is way too much. If yeah. everybody's the best, then yeah. nobody's and I have the best. To, You're I, the best, John. I have to, you, my friend. <laughs> oh, no, you guys are. what I'm saying. <laughs> nah, we're not that bad. But we're, you know, we're no, not no, listen, best. i got to say, though, I... I come down on your side in this that if someone comes up and says you're the best or this is or you know if I'm if I'm working at an organization and they say you know this is the very best you know radio yeah. station or the very best church or wherever it is that just comes off as like that's just a throwaway to me yeah it's just I, oh. because I I recognize first of all there's no possible way that you have data to support that <laughs> and yeah. second of all. Like, that's just, you know, trying to tell me something, trying to manipulate me in some way, and I don't want it. Here's what I, here's, here's how you handle that, is that, first of all, if someone comes up to you and says, you're the best, the way you respond is you say, thank you. Thanks a lot. And you leave it at that. But then you don't go to the next person and say, you know what, I'm the best. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. I, I, I think, you know, you, you do have to be, I, I think there's a place for uh, uh, gracious acceptance of affirmation that people want to give us, even if it's inaccurate. You know, if somebody when somebody compliments me, the thing that I want, I don't want to hang my head and say, "Wow, no, I'm really." You know, if they if they say something nice to me, I say thank you. But I do need to be skeptical of my own press. Yes. You know, yeah. It, it, yep. That's, that's right. wise. 
We've been talking with John Kessler. John's pretty good. You can find him online at johnkessler.com, K-O-E-S-S-L-E-R, johnkessler.com. What happened? You used to go hours without visiting the bathroom. Now it seems like you're constantly getting up to go, and you're even getting up at night to go. This is not okay. Listen, the makers of Super Beta Prostate, the number one prostate formula, are introducing a new wonder pill, Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced, with three key ingredients that are great for your prostate. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. To celebrate, we're sending free bottles to men who want to cut down on bathroom trips. Yes, your first 30-day supply is free. Pay shipping and handling. Just dial pound 250 on your mobile phone and say the keyword, get my bottle. Early research suggests that an ingredient in P3 Advanced may help support a normal prostate size. Combine that with a reduction in bathroom trips, and you have a formula you'd be crazy not to try. Try P3 Advanced free. Dial pound 250 on your mobile phone and say the keyword, get my bottle. Again, dial pound 250 and say the keyword, get my bottle. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville for the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. The Express Employment Professionals Team sends a big congratulations to all parents of 2018 graduates. Whether your graduate has a clear vision for the future or is feeling a little uncertain about what's next, the Express Pros are here to help. Their Express Jobs app helps to make applying for jobs easier for those who want to get right to work. And for those who want to continue learning and building skills, their Express Learn program offers 18 CTC courses at no charge. Learn more at expresspros.com or call 412-494-2000. Life doesn't stop on the weekends and neither do you. So we understand that it can be hard to find the time to shop for a mattress. This is Robin Trzynski of the Original Mattress Factory, and we have a completely new website designed to help you simplify the mattress shopping experience. Check out our products, view our prices, and even place an order for pickup, local delivery, or to have it shipped outside of our delivery area. Just visit OriginalMattress.com and find a thoughtfully made, honestly priced mattress of your own. The Original Mattress Factory. Great beds, no bull. Mostly cloudy and muggy tonight, a shower or thunderstorm in spots, a low of 69 degrees. Our unsettled weather pattern continues tomorrow and tomorrow night. Mostly cloudy and muggy with a shower or thunderstorm, a high of 77 tomorrow, a low of 67 tomorrow night. A couple of showers and a thunderstorm Thursday, mostly cloudy and muggy, an afternoon high of 78 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Steve Travis on 101.5 Word FM. News today from the uh, other side of the pond, as they say. Whose pond? Uh, the Atlantic pond. 
is the one I'm thinking of. Uh, French lawmakers on Monday passed a law banning school children from having smartphones and other Internet-enabled devices at schools. This ban applies to smartphones, tablets, smart watches, and any other connected mm-hmm. device which must be turned off or left at home. Nice. Do you, uh, you think most schools do that? No. 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 I, I was just talking to a friend of mine who goes to school in Beaver County uh, in high school, and she said every single student has their phone out on their desk during class. Oh, my gosh. She so said it's No one's paying attention. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised by that. I, I would think that a lot of schools would say no smartphones. I think it's crazy to have smartphones. I do too. I, I think – how could that possibly help a student? It can't. There's no possible way no, it could help no, a no. student. It would just be a major distraction all I the can't. time. Now, uh, I understand that it would be hard to ban uh, – um, phones from schools, but the French are doing it. Um, not that I'm looking to the French to be our model in every way, but in this way, I think that they're, I think they've made an excellent decision. What do you think if they would just put like a basket in the front of the room? When you come into the classroom, you put your phone down, and then during sure. class, you can't have it with you, sure. but you know, in between classes, right. you go at it. Right. Right? In case there's an emergency right. or whatever, yeah, yeah, you need yeah. to stay in touch, or you need your medication mm-hmm. or whatever's going on. That's what happens at my daughter's school. What? I mean, it's not an actual basket, but you're not you're not allowed to have them out on the desk, right? But even still, if you got them in your pocket, you know the thing's buzzing. Yeah. Here's mo- notifications, right? Right. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You get all anxious. All like all of a sudden, everybody today's finding out about the pirate trades, right? Except well, nobody's about, in school. But here's I'm the still weird saying, thing: you know, you and I. My have phone three is going crazy. I'm excited about the trades. I am too. Sorry. But you and I have a three o'clock alarm on our on our phones. Yes. Go off. <laughs> At the exact same moment. So I'm talking to you and the alarm goes off and I go, okay, that's good. It's good. But I get distracted right away. Mm-hmm. I was on the beach and I did not, I, and I put my phone away, but at three o'clock the, the alarm would go off and I'd you go. You say, oh, oh my gosh, boy, Kath, oh, Kath and Mike are really busy right I now. I know she's in a little turmoil Mike right now. Mike and Kath are just, hope she settled down. Um, okay, yeah, okay so the, the, the there, are, there, there are exceptions for pedagogical use, they're calling Peta- it. Yes, pedagogical use. Which is? Which basically I think means that if there are, Maybe iPads that they use in the classroom. Oh, well, of course. Right. But here's the thing. I don't think any iPad should be used in any classroom. Why is that? Because I think that that's, I, I think that there's this fascination where if we, everybody gets an iPad, mm-hmm. then we're going to be cutting edge and we're going to be technological and we're going to be really smart and we're going to spend less on textbooks. But every single study has proven the kids don't learn material on the screen on the screen nearly right. as well as they learn on a page. Right. So what are we doing? Yeah. The, Why are we wasting all of this money handing out tablets to kids who are like 14? Yeah. The problem was I they made them crazy. too small to begin with. Wouldn't it be good if, like, if everybody had, instead of their phones, they all had overhead projectors? Okay, no overhead projectors in school. Whatever kids just, carrying around an overhead exactly. projector. <laughs> just be like, really, yeah, this really big, uh, unwieldy thing. It's not happening. No overhead projectors, please. It's not happening. All right. Take a break. Okay, come I've back. I've done my anti-iPad thing in there the classroom, haven't I? Ludite, huh? mm-hmm. Put your tablets away. We're going to talk about dinosaurs next. I know you dig this. You I love, love Jurassic Park. I love Jurassic Park. I love dinosaurs. I love. I have my whole set of favorite dinosaurs. I, I shared really? about the Brontosaurus yesterday. Yeah. Brachiosaurus, also a close second. Okay. So we'll talk about that next right. with uh, Fuzz Ranger. Triceratops, always fun. Stegosaurus, gentle. Please. Looked looked worse than they were. And on T-Rex. And on. Everybody picks T-Rex. That's not my favorite dinosaur. The return of the dinosaurs next here on Word FM. 
101.5 WORD. Dr. Michael Youssef. Different people have different kinds of fear. There are some people who are afraid of failure. There are others who are afraid of success. There are people who are afraid of the past. There are some who are afraid of the future. Whatever your fear is, I want to tell you, it is not of God. It is strictly from the enemy of your soul. Learn more this week on Leading the Way. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. Tired of working for everyone else? With Vanguard Cleaning Systems of Pittsburgh, you can be your own boss and own your own business. It's a common dream that too often goes unrealized. As owner of your own commercial cleaning franchise, you can finally take control of your future. Vanguard Cleaning Systems offers you a turnkey opportunity that takes you through everything step by step. From the initial setup, marketing, and even providing you with new customers. Even if you have no experience, Vanguard will equip you to succeed at your own pace. Vanguard's expertise is why they're consistently ranked as a top franchise in Entrepreneur Magazine. Isn't it time you stopped working for everyone else? Discover the daily joy of being your own boss. All it takes is an initial upfront investment as low as $5,000 that will quickly pay for itself with Vanguard's proven model of success. To start your own janitorial business or expand your current one, call Vanguard Cleaning Systems of Western PA, 724-870-4120. Stocks and options trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Fire your stockbroker and hire yourself. I'm Scott Bauer and I've been a professional trader for over 25 years. I've traded for Goldman Sachs and was the first Amazon market maker at the Chicago Board Options Exchange. I'm also the CEO here at Prosper Trading Academy, the leading educational firm teaching people how to trade the markets. For a limited time, I'm giving away one of my favorite secret trading techniques used by thousands of our students every day to help build their financial future. To learn this technique right now, call my 24-7 voicemail and just leave your email address. I'll email you my free trading technique right away. Just call one 800 228-2155. This is the very information my students use every day to invest in their financial future. Again, call 1-800-228-2155 in the next 30 minutes and leave your email address on my voicemail. That's 1-800-228-2155. Call 1-800-228-2155. When you're a kid, Idlewild is a place full of adventures. There are rides that are just your size, treats to tickle your taste buds, and special friends like Daniel Tiger to touch your heart. When you're a grown-up, Idlewild is every bit as magical, every bit as memorable, every bit as fun. Idlewild and Soap Zone, because you love to see them smile. Right now, save up to $10 when you buy tickets at Giant Eagle. Celebrating life's closest relationships is what drives every Trinity Jewelers employee. It's people, not profits, that make life worth celebrating. After 20 years, Trinity Jewelers is still growing, and they have a place for an experienced diamond sales expert to manage their sales team. If working in a caring, friendly environment with a flexible five-day work week sounds better than the pressures of a corporate jewelry sales job, email your resume to trinityjewelers at verizon.net and help them make the next 20 years something to celebrate. I love that song. I love those movies. I love that book. I love everything about it. Jurassic Park, such a great story. Really, it just it, it does not engage me oh, in the least. Awesome. Really, in the least. I just 
I see these gigantic dinosaurs running around. Oh, the around. attraction, the attraction of action. That first moment in the first movie when they see the first dinosaur, they're oh, just cool. like, oh Blown my away. gosh, can I, can, can I be seeing this? Yeah. That would be just tremendous. The best part of the franchise is Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum is great. Yeah. There's Nenso's, what's her name? Oh, her. Yeah, you know. I love. No, you like her a lot. Her. You always like her. I don't know who that is. Yeah, you do. What's her name? Mike, what's her name? Why can't I think of her name? Okay. Paleontologist uh, Jack Horner says that we are only five to ten years away, this is crazy, from genetically engineering dinosaurs into existence. Have we not learned anything from the Jurassic Park movies that it's dangerous because they are gigantic pieces of machinery coming to eat us alive? Laura Dern. Oh, Laura Dern, I love her. I don't I told you. Fuzz Rain is with us from Reasons to Believe. He's Vice President of Research and Apologetics. Hey, Fuzz, welcome back to the show. How are you, sir? John and Kathy, it's good to be with you. Always good. Fuzz, I Thank have you, Fuzz. loved, I read Jurassic Park, the book, like way before the movie ever came out, and The Lost World, which is Michael Crichton's um, uh, part two. And I, those books are so uh, well-written, and it, it is supposed to be a cautionary tale, and it's also supposed to be um, a telling of what um, human arrogance does in a in a biological realm mm, when it good. just takes over, and it's not you know put in bounds by any ethics or morality or anything. And both the books are just absolutely uh, fabulous. But when I saw the movie, that first scene I was just talking about, Fuzz, when when the characters first see the dinosaurs alive, I I recognize like I, I would love a moment like that. So I recognize the draw to it do you as well oh yeah yeah i mean who wouldn't want to be uh confronted with and experience you know that aspect of the majesty of god's creation you know and and so there's an enormous appeal but you know we've got to make sure in science that uh things that we find appealing that satisfy our idle curiosity if you will don't actually rule or dictate how we approach uh, the scientific enterprise. In other words, there are things that we can do that maybe we shouldn't do uh, as scientists. Yes, that's that's the key. Just because we can, should we? Right. Right. And the answer, yeah, the answer. I mean, look at the. I mean, if you haven't read the books, which are which are more profound in their. Th- in their ideological base, but you can see it in the films. This is what the films are trying to tell you is that this is a bad idea. Yeah, that's right. And so when you have scientists like Jack Horner saying that we want to genetically engineer uh, a, a, a dinosaur for, and his idea is to start with a chicken embryo in the next five years. Now to me, I'm not so sure that that work is going to create uh, a dinosaur that's going to eat the city of Pittsburgh or anything like that. But uh, but it, it is, I, I think, highlighting the fact that, again, it, that we shouldn't be engaged in science just in order to do some kind of scientific parlor trick. You know, uh, to me, as a scientist, I'm not necessarily an animal rights activist, but I realize that we've got to use animals for research purposes if we're going to understand disease processes, if we're going to develop new treatments, new drugs. But these animals must be treated with the utmost respect. Right. And so when you're, you're talking about genetically engineering a chicken just to make a dinosaur-like creature, to me, 
I find it very hard to justify that kind of experiment uh, on any grounds, really. Yes. Now, that's a good point, Fuzz. Um, now, for people who are listening who, who aren't familiar with this this conversation that's happening in the scientific realm um, and are only familiar with the movies, it's a different um, approach. So in the movies, the way that the DNA was extracted and the way the dinosaurs were recreated um, in the films and in the book is that there, were, there was a mosquito that had been frozen in amber. And so they were able to extract the dinosaur DNA from inside the mosquito and therefore recreate the dinosaur. So um, so the, the new science on this, like Dr. Jack Horner, like you mentioned, he's talking about not doing it that way, but instead starting with a creature that we believe descended from dinosaurs and then, so, uh, so to speak, working backward. Yeah, that's right. You know, and, and you know, as much as the, the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World movies are fun to watch, the science behind those movies, though believable to some degree, actually is never going to really be uh, realized. That is, we were never going to be able to genetically engineer or to clone a dinosaur from ancient DNA. But Horner's idea is to basically manipulate the genetic material of chicken embryos and in, or- and in doing so trying to create a creature that has a snout instead of a beak and mm-hmm. arms instead of wings and a tail, and, uh, and with the idea that uh, we could, quote-unquote, reverse the evolutionary process and generate dinosaurs from chickens, which evolutionary biologists believe to be the, the descendant of dinosaurs. Yeah. So what do you think, Jack? This is craziness, isn't it? What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, the fact of the matter is this actually may be something that could be pulled off because... In 2015, a team from Harvard and Yale did one of those experiments where they manipulated growth factors in in a chick embryo and got the chick to form with a snout instead of a beak. Uh, And and so Horner and his colleagues think that this is actually, again, paving the way to this idea of creating a a chickenosaurus, if you will. Uh, uh, But the, the fact of the matter is, this is not really evidence for evolution, though, even though people are using this as evidence to argue that, hey, we can reverse the evolutionary process, therefore evolution must be true. Um, because when you look at what was required to pull this off, it was just such detailed manipulations that had to be so precise in terms of the location in the embryo and the time that they did that these changes in the embryo and it was based on having detailed understanding of how embryonic development works. That is, it showed that intelligent agency was absolutely critical in bringing about that transformation. So to to me, ironically, this work actually supports the notion that a creator must be responsible for the history of life. Right. So this reverse engineering we're talking about, right? We're not moving things forward. We're essentially going back to where we started. You talk about this as clearly the fingerprints of God all over this. Yes, yes. You know, and, and to me, it's, it's not surprising that we could take one organism and transform that organism into another organism because I believe that our, our genetic makeup is essentially built around common genes. That is, I think that a creator used a common set of genes and then varied the expression or the use of those genes to create very different organisms. It would be very similar to a box of uh, Legos, for example, that could be used to make all kinds of different structures. 
but it's the same set of building blocks. And I think that's what's going on here. But to me, again, if anything, these experiments are showing the central role intelligent agency must play in, mm-hmm. in, in bringing about any kind of change or transformation of that scale. So I think uh, this is beautiful evidence for the work of the mind uh, in terms of orchestrating the history of life. Mm-hmm. That's. Uh, have you read uh, Jurassic Park or The Lost World, Fuzz? I've actually not read the. the yeah, book. yeah. I think you'd be. I think you'd be really. Um, I, I think you'd be Im- impressed by Crichton's. Uh, first of all, the world he created, which we've recognized so well because of the movies. Kath, but- you said off air you thought he was a believer. I feel like yeah, I've read I read a whole bunch of his books, and especially after reading The Lost World, I thought he was a believer. I did because he spoke so uh, profoundly and with such authority on the idea of the fallen nature of man and how it was corrupted. It had become corrupted as man approached science, and especially as man approached the technology that became available in the twentieth century. How that his, man's arrogance and bravado became exaggerated, um, and he he does a he he, he gives a wonderful wonderful um, critique of evolution um, in the lost world and and uh, paints a sad future for people who put their faith in it. Um, and so that that's what made me think that he was a believer. But just the persuasive nature of creating this, you know, Jurassic Park to, to try to show humanity what can happen when we pursue things like this. I mean, that's the whole point. So the fact that we're still having this conversation 30 years after he wrote the book is 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 kind of sad and comical. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, in, in many respects, his books are really prophetic because we, we are moving into a time where advances in biotechnology now give us this capability of, of doing gene editing in a rather easy uh, and, and powerful way with the CRISPR-Cas9 gene editing technology. In fact, there's a team of researchers who think they might be able to resurrect the woolly mammoth. And mm-hmm. their idea is you take uh, an elephant embryo, and very similar to what Jack Horner is suggesting, and you genetically re-engineer it so it looks like a, a woolly mammoth genome. Hmm. And, and so, again, we, we now are in a point where these questions are not just simply fun conversations to have and provocative conversations to have around the table as we read science fiction. We really are being confronted with a reality that's very similar to the Jurassic world in Jurassic Park reality. And, you know, Kathy, you make a great point that sin is something that nobody factors in to the equation. And if we don't factor that into the equation, this powerful technology that can be used for good could could be used in horrific ways or just the unintended consequences uh, that don't have any, where nobody's motivated to do something evil, but the unintended consequences are frightening, and they're more frightening the more powerful the technology. I'm into that. Hey, Fuzz, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for being with us. Dr. Fuzz Reyna, he is the Vice President of Research and Apologetics at Reasons to Believe, the author of several groundbreaking books, including Who Was Adam, Creating Life in the Lab, and The Cells Design, Reasons to Believe, and Fuzz Reyna.
Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. But Word FM and Salem Media Pittsburgh have a solution. Salem Media Pittsburgh has partnered with Judson University, a private Christian college, in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half. These tuition grants are available now. Call our Tuition Solution Specialist at 412-503-4769 to reserve yours. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone. Now with free shipping. Like today, get away twice as long for half the price. At Laurelville Christian Retreat Center, enjoy a two-night stay in their single-family cabin in a safe and scenic woodland environment. Just 45 minutes from Pittsburgh, a $250 value. Yours for just $125. Log on now to wordfm.com. Keyword shopping. You work all day, go home and make dinner. That's not fair. Because making dinner, that's their job. They don't work all day, then go home and do your job, so stop doing theirs. Head into Buffalo Wild Wings for wings and more. With 21 sauces and seasonings to take your dinner from mild to wild. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings Beer Sports. Seriously, you should read Michael Crichton. He's such a great writer. He died young, um, too young, because I wanted him to write lots more books. And here's the beautiful thing about Jurassic Park and Lost World. They're, all of his books are really short. So, really? I yeah, I mean, it was like his no, big tone. no, no, no. They are really short so books. Is the new movie out? I is don't it? think so. I, I have to admit, I'm not up on the latest ones. I mean, I, I saw the first I think three. It is. I think the fifth one is the one that's out, right? I, I missed you, four. Yeah. I thought Jurassic Park, the movie, was already out. The latest one, yeah, it yeah, could be. that's what we're talking about. It, it. could be because right? we've got all this, you know, press about it. I, I'm not sure. All right. I've watched one a ton of times. Have you? Oh yeah, I've watched one five different times. Two, I've seen two or three times. Three, I saw once, and then I stopped. Yeah, it, I came out, s- it was the last one was um, Fallen Kingdom. It came out June 22nd. Okay, okay I haven't right. seen it. I saw I saw one and I enjoyed one. No, no, you didn't. No, you, I did you, you, because you, you always like talk smack on it. Well, no, because then it became like this, you know, disaster film, and there's car chases or you know dinosaur chases and cars overturned and people yeah. flying in the air. That and might have gotten a little carried there's away. There's a lot a about that. It's not great art, really. And I'm not looking for great art. And even the as far as storytelling, one, the yeah, first one okay. is really, really great. Sadly, the Lost World, which is the second one, is really misses the heart of the book, which is the part that I love so much is just it's i mean i shouldn't say it misses it it doesn't emphasize the part of the lost world that i think is mm-hmm. is the most profound which is his criticism of of blind acceptance of darwinian evolution and um and just the bravado that leads that is that is the the ethical danger that is just waiting for humans it it's ethical just right danger. there it's just right there and we're going to step in it right so dr michael horn i'm sorry jack horner Says uh, five to ten years. Uh, come on, yeah. seriously, we're not going to do that. I can't crazy. imagine we're going to do that. I really can't. And and even if we could do it, this is the whole point. Don't do <laughs> I it. I think we've seen the movies, right? Yeah. It's that even if you can do it, Don't do you it. shouldn't do it. I mean, I think we remember in the first movie, you know how scary it was, and like the Velociraptor in the big yeah, kitchen, and yeah, the kids yeah. were really scared. Like, do we want that? Yeah. No. Out. Go ahead. We were at the beach. Uh, I was at the beach a couple weeks ago. And, you know, some of the birds that are at the beach are dinosaur-like. They are. Right? You see me kind of go, that looks That looks like a relic, right? Yeah. And, of course, a turtle, essentially, is a dinosaur. Alligator. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sea turtle, especially. A hippo. A hippo. 
maybe a, a rhinoceros, rhinoceros, alligator, yeah, right, right, mm-hmm. yeah. crocodile. If you were paying attention, Kath, I already said that. I wasn't. Yeah. I, was about, <laughs> I was thinking about the time I peed my pants in second in second grade watching oh, that movie in theater, and I had to go tell, I had to go tell the usher. Okay, is now, that right? Jurassic Park. Peed myself. Now, now we're ending on a high note here. <laughs> was that when the Velociraptor was in the kitchen with yes. the kids? Yes, because uh-huh. that's terrifying. Yeah. You had so, to go tell the usher who was you who, who took you to the theater. My mom and dad. Uh huh. You want to tell them? No, that's poor parenting right there. Let me say that, <laughs> Mrs. Duffy. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.